The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's the Garcia Diaries! Welcome to the Garcia Diaries Unfiltered. I'm your host, Bethany Garcia. You might know me as the Garcia Diaries on Instagram. What's up, guys? I'm your co-host, Anthony Garcia. Every week, we deep dive real life, marriage, parenthood, sex, pop culture, and anything else in between. Let's get started. Welcome back. We now have a 28-year-old podcast host with us. How was your birthday? It was great. It was so fun. And now I'm 28. 28. Almost 30. Yeah, so Bethany has nothing to say about her birthday, but we did Disneyland. We set up a pretty dope Airbnb. My only Mm. fucking... The Airbnb was dope. Mm. My only complaint was the bed. It was equivalent to laying on a hard wooden floor. Yo, that... But that ruins the whole like experience for me. Uh, yeah. No? You, I mean, I, I can sleep anywhere. The backyard was amazing. So beautiful. The kids loved the, there's like a little putting golf course. There was a playhouse. There was a gorgeous pool with water slide. That was amazing. But the inside of the house was not the best, especially compared to where we just stayed well, that's, in Florida. And that's, and that's not fair because the house in Florida, we literally could have gone to Florida and not done any theme parks anything else just stayed at the house and that would have been the kids would have had a blast yeah so that house is like the holy grail but even the bed at the florida house was horrible too i'm like what is it with these airbnb so that's that's what i wanted to get to is guys if you're gonna have an airbnb property you're gonna invest this money it's like nine hundred dollars for a lull mattress like come on that's what i'm saying the house is dope at least give the parents something nice to sleep on i will say one thing about a rock hard bed is there's not a lot of what's the word I'm looking for. There's not a lot of sway in the bed. So like we were having worship making sounds and the bed was not moving at all. So that Why was Why are you saying worship? Clapping. You don't you clap when you worship? There was no, a lot of clapping on this trip. But anyways, happy belated birthday to you. What I was going to say was if you're going to have a house on Airbnb and it's going to say 10 minutes from Disneyland, Disney themed house, and you're going to market it for Disneyland. You have to have comfortable beds because you know what? My back and my neck hurt before even stepping foot into the theme park. And after spending two days in the theme park, yeah, I was a complete mess, but I, I legit couldn't. I didn't even have like a good start to it because I was already sore from the bed from the night before. And you know, vacations where you're like, oh, I wish we could extend our vacation. Like, I wish we could stay a few more nights. No. When you have a bed like that, you want to get the hell home. Like, oh, that it just ruins everything for me. And but, but it wasn't just our bed. Like Felicia went and slept on the couch. Like it was it was all the beds. But I will agree. It was it definitely made like sleepy time not something that you look forward to yeah and i like wake up in the morning i can't move my neck because it hurts so bad i'm like oh my god but i feel like you know from my point of view it was was a dope weekend yeah it was fun i'm disneyed out i'm i'm actually traveled out like i'm done i want to sit my ass at home we're done we are done traveling for the year as far as family trips go i have one more girls trip this weekend but besides that we're done traveling but like if someone was like, yo, I'll fly you free to Hawaii next week, I, I would turn it down. I don't, I want to stay my ass home. I got a PS5 that hasn't been touched in six months. Like I'm ready. But I just want to talk for a quick sec about last week's episode just to respond to a few of the, I got a lot of DMs, obviously a lot of messages about it. Yeah. And 
Anthony always says that I could get a thousand nice messages and one mean wait, one, and all I care wait, about is the mean let, one. Let's 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 set the context here. Let's talk about that conversation we had in the car. I think okay. I think it brings a lot in the light, and we'll kind of give you guys a peek into the behind the scenes. So, the episode comes out Friday. Mm-hmm. Bethany, you and Dear Media kind of handle all that. I don't know how to do any of that. I just, he records. That's all he yeah, does. Yeah, that's all I podcast. do. And I, and I come. I get my paycheck. That's it. So the episode comes out Friday. So that gives people time to listen for it to marinate a bit. Our drive home is Saturday. Mm-hmm. Now I'm driving. So for six, seven hours, I'm off my device because I'm driving. So Bethany, I guess you posted a QA, and a which you do every weekend, however often you do. And you got a lot of mixed messages. So mm-hmm. to what you were saying about how you could get 10 messages. Nine amazing, great messages. One bad message or one person talking shit. And you let that one message essentially affect your mood, how you feel about, not not necessarily how you feel, but you let that one message affect you a lot more than the nine messages do. Well, the day before was my birthday. And if you know anything about me, my birthday is like the holiest day of the year. It like has to go amazing. It's like means so much to me. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm like that. But the episode came out that day. So I started getting messages on my birthday. Most of them were nice, but I got a few mean ones, like really mean ones. And then I was like, okay, I'm not going to, I don't want to ruin my birthday. I'm just going to not check DMs for a bit. And then I didn't even think posting my Q&A that it would like, I don't know. I was just wasn't even thinking because I always do like, especially when we're traveling, like I'll do a travel day Q&A. But yeah, so I ended up deleting the Q&A because I was so overwhelmed by the responses and a lot of them were so nice or some people are just like so there's no bad intent whatsoever but getting a message 700 times probably more honestly asking what the medication is called that i talked about last week like after seeing it the hundredth hundredth time and then the fifth hundredth time i don't know it's just like it's too much and it just gave me anxiety usually when i'm getting a question over and over and over again like i'll post it to my story the answer so that way everyone gets an answer but i don't want to do that in this case i don't want to talk about it on my instagram story because i i didn't even want to share the the name of the medication because i feel like i'm not a doctor and everyone has such a different body there's hundreds of medications out there everyone has different doctors that have different advice and i don't want to be giving medical advice or telling someone they should go on a medication when that's a decision you have to make with your doctor and the reason I went on mine, there's probably a hundred factors that played into why I did that one and why that's the one was prescribed. So I don't want people to be like, oh, I need to go on that or whatever. I take it very seriously. Like when talking about medication, especially like I don't want to be promoting something that could potentially hurt someone or harm someone if they like don't do enough research on it or if I don't know, it just like that just scares me. But I was responding to people like privately. So like if you're dying to know, like just message me and I'll I'll tell you, but I'm also going to tell you there was really bad side effects. Like Anthony hated me being on it. I'm officially off of it, which is so exciting. I'll keep it a buck. I did like nine weeks. Bethany was like, hey, you should try it. And I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) Because he saw the side effects to it. I I don't want that. I don't want none of that. So much nausea, so much like diarrhea. Like it was actually disgusting, but like Obviously, it works, but at what cost? And that's what I kept feeling, especially like in week five, week six, week seven. I'm like, is this even worth it? And it started affecting like parts of my mental health too. So it's like, I can't tell someone if that's 
worth it to them or not. Cause I don't even know if it was worth it for me. But all I can say is I'm so glad to be off of it. Even though I'm grateful for like what it did for me, I'm like so grateful to be off of it. Another thing is like, everyone's asking like, what are the weight loss pills? And it's not a weight loss pill at all. It's an injection. So like I was sent home with insulin syringes with the medication. So it's not a pill. I had to literally teach my, well, they taught me how to do it, but then I had to like force myself to do it because I hate needles. He was in here like a tweaker, shooting up. <laughs> just shooting up. And it's in your belly. And then I'm trying to think of what the other questions. Oh, people were like, what made you finally come clean about it? And why did you deny doing anything for weight loss in the past? And it's like, like, I remember getting so many questions like towards the beginning of this year, like, what are you doing? You look so good. Like, and I'd be like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I'm literally have not changed my lifestyle at all. But like, once I started the medication, like, I didn't say that. I just kept quiet about it because I wanted to process something inside me. And I didn't decide to quote, like, come clean. I just wanted to be honest about something because since my body had changed so much. But then, of course, like all the mean messages made me regret saying anything about it. So it's just it's such a weird world like it's so weird all that to say i'm just so glad to be off of it and now the only things i'm doing are working out one to three times a week and trying to eat healthy but for anthony i'm thinking about joining his gym because he works out with this insane personal trainer that like works him so hard and i feel like i need to like i feel so weak still so i need to gain some muscles and then, okay, I will say about the plastic surgery part, like the boob job, people were genuinely so nice about it. Like it was only the medication that people were like pissed about. Well, so I, I referenced that conversation. So for me, like I'm always someone that's like, let's look at it from like an outside perspective. Let's mm -hmm. look at the bigger picture. You champion body loving yourself. Like you, you've been very big on that. So I can see how you know, maybe someone who struggles with that or resonated with you, I hate this term, but like at your biggest, right? In your in your body, whatever well, size. Well, someone straight up said, I'm unfollowing you because I don't relate to your body anymore. Well, that's what I'm saying. And but, I'm like, okay. But so that message resonated with yeah. them. They believed in it. Maybe they relate to it. Now that you're making changes to yourself, you're still loving yourself. You're still doing it for yourself. Maybe those people are not, they can't relate anymore. Mm -hmm. And and that's fine. Yeah, but that's I was fine. just, I was just trying to like talk you off because you were in like a, you, you were kind of like in a panicky, anxious mode. And I was just like, look, at the end of the day, you are not going to get everyone's approval. It's impossible. You could post that you like Apple Jacks as your favorite cereal. Someone's going to come and say Apple Jacks are the worst. You're like, how could you eat those? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not going to, have everyone's approval and that's fine i think for me looking at you is like just continue to stay true to yourself i don't know what gives me the most anxiety about i don't know why this does but like knowing that there's people in the world that literally like hate me or think i'm doing something wrong or and they don't even know me but like that gives me anxiety i'm like what did i do to you like if you knew me in real life we could be friends like and that's what's so crazy is you know in the position you're in you kind of need my mentals take on things i told you that i told him in the car driving home i'm like i don't think i'm cut out to be an influencer like i don't think my mental state and my personality are the right well, fit for being an influencer your, your brain but you are perfect for and it. how creative you are and how you're always like what's next what's going next that's that's what makes you such a good influencer but it's the behind the, the scenes right and so for me is yeah. 
I don't give a fuck. But at the same time, I don't give a fuck about none of that. I don't want to shoot a video. I don't want to think of. I don't want to think of any of that. Yeah. So for me, I could never be a, an influencer like one hundred percent, just because I don't care and I don't. I'll post the same video seven times if I need to. I don't care. But yeah, that was just another, you know, insight in what the Garcia Diaries herself, Bethany, deals with. <laughs> but for us, like I said, we just try to stay as real as possible. We're never going to give you 1,000% of the details or the information. But Bethany didn't have to share any of that. She hadn't shared any of it, but she wanted to, for whatever reason, share that, right? That was on you. I didn't say, babe, you need to come on this podcast. and I didn't say any of that. I thought that's your journey, what you're doing. I could never. That's all you, but... But what's so crazy too is like we see all the time in social media and with with celebrities especially, but I think with influencers too, where one minute you have someone that's giving birth and they look like they just gave birth, like most women do, like very soft and very like you you have saggier or even bigger boobs. You're like your body changes so much after birth. And then literally six weeks later, they look like a million dollars and they look like they have the most tightest, perfect stomach and high boobs and like everything's perfect. And it's like, oh my God, like why didn't I recover like that? Like, why can't I look like that? And the celebrity speaks out and they're like, I did not get plastic surgery. I'm just work. I'm just working out, blah, blah. And then it comes out that they actually did get a whole mommy makeover with a tummy tuck and a boob job and a BBL and all these things. And I feel like, like even the Kardashians like constantly deny having surgeries when it's so obvious. And I feel like that's why I wanted to be honest about it. Cause it's like, no, my body did change. And here's why I don't want everyone to think that me going to lifetime once a week is why I lost so much weight. And so that was important for me to be honest. But then, yeah, the it's like damned if you do, damned if you don't, because all these celebrities that hide what they do get hate. I got hate for being honest. But at like the end I of the said, day, I wasn't going to just not. Do, I like I at the, I wanted to. So I did it. And like then, I said, damn, people are pissed. You're not going to have everyone's approval. You're not going to you're not going to be able to make everyone happy. And I feel like that gives me anxiety. Once you truly <laughs> understand that, it kind of like frees you a bit. Let's take a quick break to talk about this week's sponsor, Talkspace. Using Talkspace feels a little like having a mental health professional in your pocket because Talkspace offers both therapy and psychiatry and being able to reach out to my provider anytime, anywhere makes taking care of my mental health super easy. I'm more relaxed when I'm traveling, knowing that if I need to talk to my therapist, I can just send a message from wherever I am. Working through things in therapy can be tough, but connecting with my therapist isn't. It's probably one of the worst things ever when you've had a really rough day or you've gotten a fight with your spouse or you're having issues with your family and you need to talk to someone and it's like, well, my therapy appointment isn't for another seven days. It's the worst. So having Talkspace is so convenient, you guys. I wholeheartedly recommend Talkspace for therapy. You can sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 48 hours. You can text, video, or send voice messages to your licensed therapist. So it's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions from the comfort of your home. Getting started is the most important part. There's no need to wait until something goes wrong in your life to work with a therapist. Of course, Talkspace is 
also there to help with any specific challenges you might be facing. It's the number one online therapy platform with thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. Your therapist can help you set and achieve your goals. Talkspace is mental health care that meets you wherever you are. It simplifies taking care of your therapy and psychiatry needs because it eliminates the need to commute to appointments, miss time at work, or line up childcare in order to attend sessions. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month with Talkspace. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com. Make sure to use the code Garcia to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Garcia and Talkspace.com. Let's jump back into the convo. From the offices of Create and Cultivate, I'm Jacqueline Johnson, the host of Work Party, a podcast for ambitious women looking to create and cultivate the career of their dreams. Work Party is paving the way for a new generation of women, women who are redefining the meaning of work on their own terms. Every Wednesday, we bring in leading female powerhouses for real talk and BS-free advice on building your business. You'll hear from female founders, CEOs, entrepreneurs, creatives, and so many other badass ladies. Are you ready to create and cultivate the career of your dreams? Then tune into Work Party, the podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show and never miss an episode. But I got a question. And so for me, because I can only speak from my brain because I'm the only one in my brain. So you say like you, you would look at celebrities, let's say tabloids, whatever it was. And you'd be like, man, how come I didn't jump back like that? Is that just like a, a woman thing? Or for me, am I just like a guy? Like, cause I'll see someone that's buff, ripped up, cut. And I'm like, damn, bro looks good. Like he's fit. But I've never been like, oh man, I wish I could be like that. I think it's because of the fact of how much our bodies change during pregnancy and postpartum. And it's something that when I look at another one, like even influencers, like I'll look, and this this is not my current mental state. This is me when I was struggling the most with my body image because I was literally 118 pounds when I graduated from high school and got pregnant within six months. I don't know what weight I was when I got pregnant, but I'm sure I was around that. And then by the time I was nine months pregnant, I was 153 pounds, nine months. And then I gave birth and I left the hospital and I was still... 153 pounds, which didn't make sense to me because I just gave birth to a seven pound, 10 ounce baby. And so then I'm going on Instagram and I'm seeing all these, you know, these bloggers and these celebrities and they come out of the hospital looking gorgeous or they uh, two months later, two months postpartum, they they're skinny again. And like that didn't happen with me. So it was more so like, damn, what's wrong with me that I didn't recover the, the way they did? And it became like a mental battle every single time I gave birth up until I think Bronx was the first birth I had where I was like, I love my body because of what it just did. Like, I don't care what I look like. I just want to love my baby. And I'm so proud of my body for bringing my baby to me. But my my question comes from and I I will probably get hate for this. And I don't want to in any way take away from what a woman's body goes through. Oh, boy you know, as she gets pregnant, because I've seen it five times. But like, for me, I'm I'm not the same person that I was when you got pregnant the first time. For me, the reason why I started going to, to the gym and like started working out and eating better is because like, when I bent over to tie my shoe, that shit was a little bit too difficult for me. And I'm like, all right, y'all, something's got to give. Like, I hate wearing jeans 
but these jeans aren't going to fit me anymore if I don't make some changes. But what I'm saying is, for me, I've never looked at someone and was like, oh, I need to get there. I'm like, oh, bro, I like, don't think you look you've good. ever had like such a drastic change. When you give birth, like the changes literally happen overnight. One day, like, okay, so for me, I loved my pregnant body. I felt so hot when I was pregnant. I was wearing bodycon dresses. I was wearing stayed pregnant. I was wearing bikinis. Like, I felt so good. But the moment I gave birth, all of that confidence went away. And it was like, okay, now my tummy's soft. Like, I had the same size tummy as before, but there was no baby in it. So it was not worthy of my body wasn't worthy enough to wear a bikini or to wear a bodycon dress. But those changes literally happened overnight. The day I gave birth, you go home and you still look pregnant, but there's no baby in you to give you the excuse of, oh, like, this is why my stomach's sticking out. But not that's saying that but, you need an excuse, but that's where my mind was. But, like, but when you say the, the change happens overnight, does it though? Because you said you look the same. But there's no baby, baby there. But, so did a change and then, really happen and then your externally? Milk, and then your milk comes in and then your stomach starts going down over the next few weeks and... It's going back to like how it was, except for it's way softer. It's filled with stretch marks. It's bouncy. Like the whole texture of your skin changes. It's it's kind of a mind fuck. Oh, for sure. But I just want to like, can someone please research? Because you know how like there's research on like, oh, if you play this kind of music in the grocery store or if you put the dairy in the back, people will buy more. Can someone research like at what point in society was it deemed that women sh- should or are supposed to look this way and do things a certain way while men can just get a free pass. I'm, I'm but just I curious. mean, I feel like it's... It's changed. It, no, no, I feel like it continues to change it, all the time for like, even at, it's like, it's almost like a, like a fashion trend, like in the early 2000s with the low rise jeans and it was so in style for you to literally look anorexic. Okay, and, but in the early 2000s, Ashley Graham, we'll use her just because she's one of the, I follow her on Instagram. In the early 2000s, she would not be successful or well, be she wouldn't deemed even as a model. Been a model. But that's what period. I'm saying. So at yeah. what point was it like, all right, women, but this is what you like, got to look like. To me, it feels like we're going back into the whole like low rise jeans, being stick skinny, your bones sticking out as a fashion trend. And you can tell what fashion trends are coming by watching like runways. And so that's something I pay attention to, not because I feel like I'm so trendy, but just because it's like interesting to me. And a lot of like this year's fashion trends, it has been very, very, very skinny women. And I feel like even though brands are becoming more diverse and showing more body positivity in their fashion shows, there were still those models that it it feels like the trends coming back to like the early 2000s trends. While we're on the topic of brands, let's talk about Fashion Nova. (laughs) You got a man in the picture that looks just like me, but when I get the items, that shit is too small. Anyways. Yeah, because well, what's funny about Fashion Nova is I ordered you some what was it like four pairs of pants and I got them all in the same size, bro. Some of them, <laughs> some of them were literally two feet too long. <laughs> like they were like that's what I'm trying to say. Like for so, so one for of me, them fit really good. So for me, like I I I don't even do like American Eagle haul any of those brands because I'm like all the pictures of the guys on the wall none none of them look like me. So I'm not even gonna fuck with that. But then you go like a Fashion Nova, you go on the website. I'm like, oh let me let me check it out because I always see the ads. And I see, I see somebody that looks like me. So I'm like, all right, cool. This might work. Doesn't it feel so good to have models that look like you? That's another thing that's important is like that visibility. But then when the clothes still doesn't fit you, I'm like, <laughs> bro, what the fuck? <laughs> Welcome to being a woman. You know what's so crazy about that too is like, like, for example, I'm a size 12 in jeans. I'll go to Target 
size 12, perfect. I'll go to Abercrombie, size 12, perfect. I'll go to American Eagle. Literally, I'm a size 14. And it's like, okay, well, I'll buy a size up. That's fine. But then I go to a different store and I'm a size 10. And then I go to a different store and I'm, I, they, I don't even fit into a single pair of their jeans. And it's like, what? The, that's why you lit- I literally don't buy anything online. Like so that's for my bottom half that's because I, I never know what's going to fit. I, if it has a number, I don't like the, if the waistband has a number. I don't even buy it. If it don't say XL, I'm not buying it. People are like, what size jeans do you wear? XL. No, like what? <laughs> I don't, if I got, listen, if there's a number on it, no, thank you. Because I'm going to have a higher chance of being successful in that clothes if it has that XL on it. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's how I shop. Well, but I actually want to talk about my weekend. Okay. Because Go off. to me, it was big and, and not necessarily big for who I am today, but for my childhood self. And we always go through life and I feel like there's those moments when you just kind of take a second to pause and reflect. I had one of those moments this weekend. So as you guys know, I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Huge, like since 2003, I want to say. I've Can been you give the fan. people a refresher of why? Because I got, when I posted you going to the Eagles game, I got so many messages of like, why is he an Eagles fan? I'm so confused. So I'm a Donovan McNabb fan. He used to be the quarterback. And I know I'm boring some, boring some of you people that don't like sports. But he used to be the quarterback for the Eagles. He lived in Arizona. He lives in Arizona. His kids go to school his, now. But he was just very active, right? You'd always see but him. But how did you come to like be a fan of his he used to do the campbell's soup commercials with his mom which i thought was cool wow so i told someone a complete wrong story uh, but like he would do different i said things. it was because growing up you didn't you couldn't play video games you guys didn't have a tv but your mom would always take you to the public library and so you would get books oh, that, like sports nonfiction books and you got a book about him and then you were an eagles oh, fan ever since that is one story okay, yes but yeah. that's not why so i just decided one day that i liked him he played for the Eagles, so I liked his team. This was like 2003. And this was, at that point, my mom was a single mom. My stepdad had left. My biological dad was never in the picture. So she didn't really care for sports. And I used to go to the babysitter's house. She had cable. And for two hours a day, I could watch ESPN. And he was on like a lot of commercials. He was just hot at that point. And so I, li- I started liking him, like the Eagles. And ever since then, it's been that they've been my team. Even um, after he left? Even after he left, I was already... Didn't he get in like legal trouble for like oh, yeah. dog fighting or something? No, no, that's, my, that's another quarterback. What was it then? It was like a DUI, oh. something like that. So that's how I became an Eagles fan. And I, I was something that I com- did completely on my own. Like I said, my mom wasn't a sports fan. My stepdad wasn't around at that time. And I was at an, a young age where I was finally making decisions for myself. And we didn't have money for sporting events as a kid early on in our relationship. We didn't have money. And then, you know, once our finances started to get a little better, they just didn't come to Arizona and I didn't go on my first flight until 2020. So yeah, I wasn't flying to Pennsylvania, but through this community that you've built, I was, I've been able to make connections. And when the schedule released, it said October 9th, I was like, fuck Bethany loves taking trips on her birthday. <laughs> Like, it's not going to work. So I told you, I was like, all right, babe, the game is the ninth. I know we're going to Disneyland. I figured it would be like the weekend of your birthday and then the week after we'd be in California. So I was so, like- Well, last year we did a full week. That's, that's, yeah. that's what I was saying. I was like, all right, babe, I know it's your birthday. I know how important your birthday is. I'll miss this game, but you just have to let me go to Dallas when the Eagles play the Cowboys. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, sure. Well, then I look at the rest of the schedule and that 
Eagles game in Dallas is December 24th. I was like, <laughs> fuck. There's no way I'm going to go to Dallas on Christmas Eve and make it back by Christmas. No. So yeah. I was just like, damn, it's a wrap. Well, come to find out, you booked the trip for the week before. So we there's there was a yeah. chance for us to be home. No, I did it weekend. not on the 9th on purpose. And so one of your followers' husbands, you know, we, we messaged each other and he's like, hey, I know you have sun tickets. Like, let's trade. Mind you, I'm ready to... I'm, there's no there's no dollar amount that's gonna keep me from the arena, so I traded some Suns tickets for Eagles tickets. Bam! I didn't spend a dollar, an additional dollar because I had to buy Suns tickets. But so this weekend was just it, it was it was almost like a piece of my childhood was healed. Yeah. Only because sports. So for me, sports are huge, and I I've, I talk to a lot of people and they're like like why do you care about sports so much? Like sports are dumb. How, how are you going to let men who don't even know who you are affect your mood for some people weeks, some people days, some people hours, some people minutes? Like people just don't understand. Unless, and unless you're like a sports fan, you don't get it. Even you, you're like, bro, who fucking cares? These guys are millionaires whether they win or lose. But for me, I, I look at it as sports literally gave me hope. Whether yeah. I was playing, watching, I didn't have a lot as a kid. We didn't even have a TV. So every Sunday after church, I'd come home, I'd sit next to the radio and listen to the sports station mm. just to hear my team's score to see if we won or lost. I didn't know. I didn't know if we played at 10 o'clock, I wouldn't find out till the ni nightly roundup. Yeah. But for me, like sports kept me out of trouble. It kind of just motivated me. Right. I, I never played in any high level. I played in high school, but it kept me out of trouble. There were situations where. I had friends that were like, hey, we're going to go do this. I'm like, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on my shooting and my dribbling. And it kept me out of trouble. So for me, sports are a big thing. Some people love cartoons and anime, whatever it is. I chose sports. So sports to me, it was an escape, right? Because I didn't have a lot to look forward to. I didn't do a lot. I stayed at home, went to church, went to school, went to the library. That was it. And I've always wanted to go to an Eagle game. It just didn't work. So like we're driving to the Eagles game and I'm just like thinking and Brooklyn's there with me and I'm like, bro, I get to share this moment with my daughter. Yeah. And she loves sports. She loves the Eagles. It was just, like, but it was like a healing moment. The game we won, but it was dope. And so for me, it was like, I got to cross that item off my bucket list and to do it with my daughter, like even made it that much more special because I've never forced kids down any or kids. I've never forced kids down anywhere. I've never <laughs> forced sports down our kids. Yeah, I, we know. When Deuce is the prime example. <laughs> if when I was like a teenager or a young kid, if you would ask me like, "What's your ideal family look like?" I'm like, "Bro, I'm gonna have five boys or seven boys. They're all gonna be athletes." I have five kids. Three of them are old enough to make decisions on their own, right? And they can tell us what they like. Only one of my kids likes sports. And Deuce, I'm pr if you listen to the podcast for any amount of time, you know that we put Deuce in football and he didn't even last a season. He would cry every game. So we're like, all right, we right. Don't, you don't ever have to do this again. <laughs> my second daughter, who I named after Derek Jeter, an athlete, hates sports. Yeah. My only son <laughs> hates sports. <laughs> but as me as a parent, I had to learn like, all right, I cannot force my needs and my wants onto them. I got to let them be themselves. And I accepted that. We find, I've had to find, okay, what does Harlem like? What does Deuce like? Okay, they want to give me a makeover. I never would have thought at 15 years old that I'd be getting a makeover by my kid, but here <laughs> I am, right? So, but the fact that I was able to share that moment with her on her own, she's, 
she came to me and was like, Dad, I want to play football. Yeah. She sits by me on the couch and says, Hey, Dad, what's going on? Or, you know what I mean? So just sharing that moment with her was special. So I want to thank you for building this community because, like I said, I didn't have to pay anything extra for people that are willing to barter and make what trades. What was the guy's name? His name is Casey. I don't know his last name. It's Instagram. Thanks, Casey. Thanks, Casey. The seats were dope, but I don't know. I had a good weekend. I feel weekend. like you were so close too, oh, to the sure. field. But I had a great weekend and I got to young Anthony, the, your wish came true. And so next year I'm definitely going to Dallas and Philadelphia. So you want to talk about sports, but I'll talk about sports all day long. Let's talk about Tom Brady. Ooh, dude. You know what pisses me off? Okay. Wait, I, wait, wait, wait. That stop, would piss stop. me off. I just got to know before we start. Are, whose side are you on in this? Giselle. Giselle? Hell yes. Oh my God. Are no you way. kidding? Okay, so the, all these reports came out. Well, f- first of all, if you don't know, if you live under a rock, Tom Brady retired, okay? And then he unretired and he was like, actually, psych, I'm still going to play football. And then there's been like tension and there's been reports of them like fighting and all this different stuff. Um, so... In the NFL or any sports, you have what's called like training camp. It's your time to get together with your team. You get back into shape. Essentially, they they see all the players they have, who's going to make the team, who's going to get cut. So it's a very grinded out. You kind of, you live at the like facility. I feel like your wife can't come either. No, they like. Like they like, ban them from the hotel. It's like college. You you stay in dormitories, things like that. I know like the Cardinals go up to Flagstaff. Because I follow some girls on TikTok that are like football wives. And they they were literally complaining the whole time. Like we can't see our husband but tra- for weeks. It, it, right. It's like back to work. Cool. You had your off season. Now it's time to go. So yeah. it's just work, work, work. He left. I think it was like 14 or 16 days. He took an absence. And so I remember seeing it and be there, everyone's like, what's going on with Tom Brady? And then and there was reports of them fighting in their, at their Florida home and like her le- taking the kids and leaving and going to their other home on some island. And then now there's reports. Nice. <laughs> now there's reports that they've both hired divorce attorneys. So I would be so fucking pissed if my husband, I, first of all, she, she is successful in her own right. One of the most successful models in the world. Okay. She took a backseat to all of it so that her husband could live out his dreams and finish his career. Okay. She's had probably a fucking countdown on her phone, like T minus 90 days until Tom quits and retires, whatever. She raised their kids, let him go like live his weird adult. Like that's what's weird to me too, is that they, he like his job is throwing a football on the field, whatever. My job's weird too. So I guess I can't judge, but anyways, team Giselle he fucking unretired, unretired. So she's like, I finally get my husband back. We're finally going to be a family. And then he unretires and goes back to his strenuous job, leaving her with the kids once again. Like, how are you not team Giselle in that? All right. So Tom Brady was drafted in 2000. So when he retired, it was 2021. So 21 years as a professional, as a professional athlete. Right? Wild. College is four years. So that means he entered college in 1996. And you know he played high school. So here's here's why I'm Tom Brady in this. He has dedicated his entire life to this. Before he ever made a dollar, the dedication was there. Because in order to get to that point, you got to be dedicated, right? There's, a, there's a, a number that's like, there's millions of high school athletes and then there's a couple hundred thousand college athletes and then there's a couple hundred that you know what i mean so like 
the percentages of P- of athletes that make it to the pro level are very very slim. Because I I'm in the same boat, kind of not not yet. You're but in the same boat no, no, no. as Tom Brady. <laughs> no, I I think of this all the time. Right right now I have five kids. Right, my oldest is nine years old. My life is them. I'm at the school. If they need a chaperone at a field trip, I'm there. If they need someone to help with picture day, I'm there. Right? I'm I'm there. But I think like, okay, what's gonna happen when they don't want me there? Because there's gonna come a point where Brooklyn's like, Dad, I love you. You're cool, but I want to go to to this game with my friends. Like, I don't want to, you know. Then what then? Or let's say that moment doesn't come when they turn eighteen. They're adults. They can do as they please. So for me, I'm like. And then what? Like I tell you all the time, Bronx is going to kindergarten next year. I'm going to have four kids in school. I'm only going to have one kid at home. Like, and then what? Like, what do I do then? And I, I kind of feel like it's the same for him. Football has been his, what he's done. And oh, you're like, she took a back seat. I'm sure she could still do whatever. She's a model. Is that what she is? I'm sure she could still like they can hire the best nannies in the world. Like Joe Frost would probably come and watch those and kids. And have zero parents? I mean, if we're being honest. Wait, so she's being punished for trying no, to be a good no, no, mom no, 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 now? No. That punished by Anthony Garcia. What's so funny to me though is like you quit your job. Yes. To be a stay home dad, so you should be Team Giselle. I, I quit your job to help your job. I quit my job <laughs> to help you hit your dreams and goals. Right. Yes. In that, I found my calling, passion. passion mm-hmm. Right. That passion has a has an expiration date. Alice is not going to be a little baby who needs me every 10 seconds. Her, she had a career, right? Was she Giselle, whoever, before she married Tom Brady? Okay, and he was married to someone else before, right? Yeah. Right? So she had her career. But what I'm saying is, if she really wanted to continue her career, if that was really what she wanted... They could afford whatever, whenever they needed. That like, but I think the point is that she wants to be a family now, and like he's already given his whole entire life to football. It's like they don't need any more fame. They're both or Tom Brady's an A list athlete and but, what probably the most famous athlete, and then they don't need any more money. They they're they're probably close to billionaires. It's like and that's what so makes what, me even more so team what, Tom. <laughs> So what for? You just want to play a game? The love like, of the game. What about your wife and kids? But if here's the thing, Aunt, if I came to you and I was like, which I did, and I said, hey, like I really think that you should retire and be here for me and my kids now. Like we need you at home. You would, and you did say, okay. But if I didn't, you would you would have divorced me? Eventually. No, you said <laughs> you your words were, hey. I'm either going to have to hire some help around here or you can... I mean, this is not a perfect comparison. We are not Tom and Giselle. But I'm just saying like, damn, I feel for her. Like she just wants her hubby. And he's like, nope, I'm going to go deflate this ball and throw it around. Now, I I don't know. I'm team Tom in this. It's all he's known. I get he needs it. to get to know his kids. I get. I'm sure. I'm sure they they have a relationship. <laughs> yeah, they that have works a great relationship. Them. They kiss on the mouth. We know. But that's what I'm saying. Like now, in Tom's case, he's won a lot of Super Bowls, which means his season has been extended a lot longer than yeah. a lot of players. 
His teams have been successful. He plays in the playoffs. And you know Giselle's at every single game cheering him on. Like, bro, come home to your wife now. At some point, I think his body will not allow him to. And then... I think it also would have been like a different story if he just like never retired and he just like kept playing. But he literally... They literally released statement. He he said, "I'm gonna take this time now. This next stage in my life is to g- going to be a father and a husband. That's what I'm gonna focus on." He put that out there. They agreed on that. What's the worst part is that he went back on it and he was like, "Oh no, sorry, bye, Giselle." Uh, maybe maybe he realized he couldn't do it. Maybe he wasn't That's cut ex- off that line. One thousand percent, he realized. Okay. It. And now there's all these rumors online too that like Giselle's a witch and like all kinds of weird like conspiracy theories coming out of it. Like I just feel but so that's bad. What I'm saying. He maybe he realized it wasn't for him. He made a decision to keep the best, you know, best situation for everybody. And now she wants a divorce. Now, if the reports are true that he just came back without consulting her at all, I think that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that is what everyone's saying too. I, I like think all that's the fucked up. all the headlines I'm that she didn't Tom, know that she literally less. didn't know. A little like, less team Tom. crazy. But I just, I don't know. I just think when when it's something that you've dedicated your whole entire life to, I, I can only imagine how difficult it's going to be to I walk just away. can't imagine putting anything before my kids. Like, that's crazy to me. But I guess the most successful people in the world do it all the time. Not, not even that. I grew up poor. I saw my mom in the evening and the morning. But she was putting you, f- that was her version of putting you first. Is She had to work to support you. He doesn't have but to work who, to support his kids. Who's to say, bro, his great, great grandkids are set up for life. What do you mean he didn't put them first? He put the whole fucking bloodline first. But now, going back and he doesn't need to? All, all I want to say is a lot of people obviously, A, don't understand my decision to become the stay-at-home parent. B, I know a lot of people I've had conversations with that are like, oh, I want to do that. Y'all motherfuckers cannot do this. Stop. It takes a certain individual to do this. You, I feel can, like you couldn't I, even do this like I do. I agree with that. I also feel like if people want to do it, they can do it. Like you have to put the work in. No, I just didn't want to be a stay-at-home parent. I wasn't the worst one either. Like we always talk oh, about. Oh, we're not saying you're the let's worst. Let's talk about which kids, which kids of ours have better behavior. The ones that were raised solely by me when you worked full time or the ones that are raised solely by you. But guess what? The kids, the kids, the older three kids are, especially the older two. Oh my gosh, angels! The younger two Look, that they, mean, that are your responsibility to take care of, literal demons. I mean, we can if you want to go there, <laughs> we can go there. Have you seen all those TikToks? I think I posted one of my story the other day. It was like when my kid talks back to me, oh, yeah, but I'm trying to change the generational trauma and you know break the generational curses and be a gentle parent. I just think. Tom needs you, you got to take it easy on Tom it's all he knows just like me one day with my kids I don't have to take it easy on one of the most richest white men out there <laughs> chill <laughs> I don't need to take it easy on him no but I do think it's like such an interesting situation because it's it's almost like they're two very unrelatable people because of the life they live but it's almost a very relatable situation, situation. yeah like I, I, I feel like it happens more than people realize so staying on football my girl was at a Los Angeles Rams Rams game this weekend. Kim K. Kim K. Did she get booed? She got booed. You know who got booed too? Emma Stone. She was at the Mets game and she was wearing whatever team they were playing and they booed her too. What's up with booing Who's people? Emma Stone. She played in La La Land. She played she was Gwen Stacy in the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. 
She played Can you say in, a movie that I know? What's that? Remember that movie with Steve Carell that oh we used my, to watch with Ryan Gosling? People. I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> you would know if you looked easy A. You would know her if you saw her. She oh, uh the bunny movie we're about the <laughs> The Bunny movie. <laughs> about the the Playboy Mansion. That one. I don't think I saw that movie. Oh my god. Alright, anyways. So Kim K was at the Rams game, and there's a video that I saw of a man. We'll start there. A man heckling her, just saying like, oh, whose dick is your ass ready to take? Like very oh vulgar. Oh my God. Very, and her kids were there, right? Ve- there were kids in the front row, but not, I, don't, I didn't think it was her kids. Okay. I'm showing him a picture of Emma Stone. Oh, I've seen her before. Okay. In movies. But this, this guy was just like going off on her. And if I was there, I probably would have pushed him down 30 flights of stairs. I don't know. I would have, I would have been there not for my 30. girl, Kimmy. Because you know, Kim was in a, in a suite only 30 feet from the floor. I thought she was on the field. No, the video was her sitting in the box. Oh. But so I had a question for you. Who's your favorite celebrity? Or like who's one person that you could, like if you could be like, I'm going to meet one person. Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, Jennifer Lawrence. Who's your most hated celebrity? Like someone that you just hate, despise, do not like. That you just think is like an a-hole or just a horrible person. I feel like Kanye is a horrible person and an a-hole, but I don't hate him. I don't think I hate any celebrity. Okay, maybe hates a little too. I don't too. think okay. I hate anyone. So Jennifer Lawrence, okay, hates too strong of a word. Did you just dislike? Like, if they're on a, on a movie or TV show, like, I'm not watching it if they're on it. Yeah. Or, like, if they have any part in it, you are not going to support it with your stream, with your download, with your purchase. Who's somebody like that? I, I legit cannot think of anyone. I really can't. Really? Can you think of one for me? For you, there's not anyone that's like. I have oh, to say, I like can't. Donald Trump. Oh, I wasn't thinking politicians. Well, he, Donald Trump is a fucking celebrity. Well, true, true. Yeah, probably, but that's like that's like different. That's like that's different. Okay, I feel like okay. So Jennifer Lawrence, if you were a foot away from Jennifer Lawrence and you had the opportunity to to say whatever you want to her, like her security's not there, what would you say to her? I'd say, hi, girl, love you. But I probably wouldn't say it because I'd be so scared. Also, like, I am, do you think I'm the type of person to go okay. to celebrities and, like, bother them? Different scenario. She's having some sort of meet and greet. We paid to go to the meet and greet. Yeah. So she is in a mind state where she's going to meet her fans. You paid. Mind state. So what are you going to say? Mindful. I would say, hi. I think you're freaking hilarious and so hot. Okay. Now, if you're walking by Donald Trump, He's right there. What would you say to him? I would literally run. Okay. So, and that, that's what puts me. I would never up, say anything. That's what brings up my question because I'm like, even the person that I hate the most or despise the most, I'm not going to keep walking back and forth with my camera talking shit. No, that's wild. Like the one person I want to meet is Kim Kardashian. I feel like, hey, can I give you a hug? Like, Wait, I, I have a list of the 20 most hated celebrities okay and this is kind of shocking to me because the number the first one i really like but the like number the one person that i hate the most pete davidson oh i would walk by and be like love- you blew it bro and then i would just keep on walking i would literally hug him so hard and be like you're fucking not anyways and, and i would tell him like you changed my life <laughs> number one gwyneth paltrow i love gwyneth paltrow gwyneth paltrow she's like so unrelatable but like that's kind of like why it's i like her so much but then we have Kristen Stewart from Twilight. I also love her. I think she's an amazing actress. I think people don't like the look of her face. So that's fucked up in and of itself. Or maybe that she cheated on Robert Pattinson. I don't know. 
We got Jennifer Lopez, John Mayer, Katherine Heigl, Matt Lauer, Madonna, Justin Bieber, Anne Hathaway, Chris Jenner, Kim K, Leanne Rimes, Ashton Kutcher, Jay Leno, Angeline Jolie, Lindsay Lohan, Shia LaBeouf, Taylor Swift, Jesse James, Chris Brown. I think Chris Brown would probably be one of my most disliked ones for sure. But I still would, if I saw him in person, I would never say anything. All that to say, <laughs> all that to say, your favorite celebrities, they're humans too. Right? So when you message the Garcia Diaries, it is a human being reading that message. Someone told me I was going to die the other day. Right. Because I took the medication. But you know what's so funny is when I was at my largest and I was posting all this body positive, (laughs) people used to tell me all the time that I was going to die of obesity. Exactly. So, yeah. But that's the thing is like, even though we hold people on this pedestal and some people worship, right? It's two human beings. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to get into the whole... Kanye like it's at this point for me it's it's beyond the haha this is it's like scary like she just had the she hired more security for her already private school everyone knows that all the celebrities in the area send their kids there so I'm sure like at a minimum the security there is top notch so the fact that she went and paid for more Kim Kardashian for more security because Kanye continues to put the kids school on blast and bring more attention to you know what I'm saying like not to mention all of his tweets that got him banned off of Twitter and but Instagram. It, like, like it's just crazy. For me, like I I my biggest accomplishment and the thing that I'm most proud of is being a father. Yeah. So I could never like bro, go off on wh- whatever, whoever, whenever. But like putting your kids' business out there, like, I don't know. I just man, I just Especially a week after apologizing on Good Morning. I've been DMing Kim like girl, like I go I like if you ever need a shoulder to cry on or to just just to talk, like I'm here. Shut up. But like I said, I'm here. I mean I could fly JSX, just pick me up in Burbank. I almost thought you were talking to me for a second until I realized you're talking to fucking Kim Kardashian. All right, guys, that's all we have for you this week. I just wanna give you one last reminder because we have a few tickets left for our live show. VIP sold out, but we have general admission left. It's going to be so much fun, you guys. It's at the Crescent Ballroom in Phoenix. You can get tickets in the show notes or in the link in my bio, November 6th, 8 p.m. Come see us live. It's going to be so much fun. We cannot wait. And it's also going to be, I'm going to use Bethany's words here. It's going to be the last time you can see Bethany's saggy boobs oh, in person. Oh my God. Because four days later, I have my surgery. The next live show, puro plastico. Oh my gosh, shut up. Okay. Peace. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for hanging out with us. You can catch a new episode of the Garcia Diaries unfiltered every Friday. Make sure to follow so you don't miss any of the action and don't forget to leave a rating and review. You can follow us on social at the Garcia Diaries at Sir Garcia Diaries and our podcast page at the Garcia Diaries pod. Talk to you next week. Peace. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.